Are you running your membership business on the side while you're mainly focused on servicing clients? And is that something that you're trying to change? If you're in that situation, you want to pay attention to this episode. We're going to be diving into how to make that transition from working with clients to running a membership full time. You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 340 of the Membership Geeks podcast. That's right, the Membership Geeks podcast. If you're a little confused and you're wondering, hold on, I'm subscribed to the Membership Guys podcast. Are these some sort of impersonators, imposters who just so happen to have managed to mimic that funny accent? We actually rebranded. And as a big part of that rebrand, as we talked about in the last episode, episode 339, no longer do you have to suffer through just me delivering those proven practical tips and advice each and every week. But I am now joined by the other half, many, including her, would say the better half, the one and only, Callie Willows. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. I'm saying welcome I'm, to the show, like, you're, it's your show now. I say, it's weird to, weird to actually be an official co-host. Yeah, well... It's only taken me seven years. It's taken seven I'll years. i there eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how <laughs> it pans out. <laughs> let's, let's consider this a, a trial pro- run, a trial run, a probationary <laughs> period, as though I've got any say in it. Um, but yeah, we're very excited. We're really looking forward to both of us hosting the show and both of us um, coming and and serving up a double dose of membership awesomeness every week. If you want a little bit of an insight into the recent rebrand, into the new direction, there are a few little changes that we're making to the podcast to make it even more fantastic, then make sure you listen to the last episode, episode 339. You'll find that at membershipgeeks.com slash 339. But today, we thought as the first official joint episode, we'd actually delve into a process, a journey that we've been through ourselves and that we know that a lot of people in our audience, a lot of people in our community uh, are either facing or they are in the midst of trying to make this change. Yeah, I think this is something that many of you who are early in your membership journey might be in a position where you're running on the side, you're juggling it with an existing client-focused or service-focused business. Maybe you're a web designer who still builds websites, a therapist who runs a client practice, or a music teacher dealing with private students, for example. And perhaps you're feeling a little stuck or uncertain about how you might make that jump from your membership being something you just do on the side to it being the main thing you focus on. Whether that means simply changing your business focus or closing your existing business completely, it's a huge transition. So today we're going to share some tips for figuring out whether it's time to make that change and if so, how to get the ball rolling on making your membership your full-time business. Yeah, and as we mentioned, that's actually a journey that we've been through ourselves. We ran an agency working with clients one-on-one for several years and we started the Membership Academy with the intention of it being a small part of our business. But we very quickly realized just a few months in that we actually wanted this to become our main focus for our entire business to be centered around our membership. And as a result, we totally pivoted our company to take the membership from being a side thing 
to being our full-time focus. So we've been there, we've gone through this journey. And really, I think our first bit of advice would be that if you're trying to make this transition, you need to start by treating your membership as if it were a client. By this, we're mainly talking about how much time you dedicate to working on it and specifically your mindset around what that time is. So it's not just something that you fit in. It's not just something you squeeze in when you've got time. You're actually wanting to block out time from your calendar where you will only work on your membership in the same way that you would if you were working on a client project where you might dedicate an afternoon in your diary to that client, to that project. Do the same thing for your membership project, almost as though you're building it for somebody else. And during that time, you are unavailable to work on anything else, the same as you would be if you were doing client work. That's non-negotiable. That time is locked in. That time cannot be bumped to the bottom of the list. You're acting as though this is something that someone else is paying you good money to work on. Far too often when we're working on our own projects and trying to fit them in around the main activities of your business, those projects slip down the priority list pretty quickly and they only get attention when all of the other important stuff is done. So your first step for readying yourself for that transition from side gig to first time focus is changing your mindset and your habits on this front. Prioritize your membership as though it were a client. Block out dedicated time to work on it that cannot be messed with and make sure you use that time effectively. Yeah, start with one or two day hours per day or even one dedicated day per week, maybe two afternoons a week, whatever works for you. Whatever you choose, get consistent with it. And once you've built that habit and you know you're putting in regular dedicated time to the project, you'll wanna start doing the math and looking at how much money you're making from that time spent on your membership versus how much you're making from the time spent on clients. If you're being paid per hour or per project for the work you do, you'll find that the revenue generated from the time spent on clients never really goes up. If you bill at $100 an hour and you spend 30 hours a week on billable client work, then that time makes $3,000 a week. Unless you work more or put your rates up, that's not really going to change. However, with your membership, because it's one-to-many and because it's recurring revenue, you should see the money you make going up and up and up with the more time you spend on it, presuming that some of that time is being spent on bringing in new members. So keeping on top of how much you're getting financially out of your dedicated time you're spending on your membership is important. From there, there are a few different ways to decide on when to start making the move to full-time. Yeah, first way of doing it is simply pulling the trigger and just jumping right into it. If your membership is growing extremely fast, or if you have a big safety net, so savings, for example, and you've already proven your idea, you've validated that it's solid, you're supremely confident that you're just going to absolutely smash it if you go all in on your membership, then that is absolutely an option. Reid Hoffman, the guy who founded LinkedIn, said that entrepreneurship is a little bit like jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down. So you could decide to make that leap with your membership. Now, obviously, this is the riskiest approach, but the potential rewards from being able to focus solely on your membership could be greater. 
If you're a little more cautious, you don't want to make such a dramatic, drastic leap. You don't want to fire all of your clients overnight in order to focus full-time on your membership. Then the second approach you could use would be to simply calculate how much money you actually need to make in order to get by with comfort. That amount could be less than you're currently making from other business activities, but knowing the minimum you need to make to be okay is going to give you an idea of what you need to be able to generate from your membership in order to minimize the risk of shifting your focus towards it. Now, you might make some cuts here and there. Perhaps that means foregoing a few little luxuries here or there, deciding not to put money into your savings for the next six months or skipping the family holiday this year. So, you figure out what that minimum amount you would need to earn to get by is. And then, once the revenue that's coming in solely from your membership, solely from that dedicated time you're spending on that membership, starts exceeding that amount, that's the point at which you would start the process to switch or transition from working with clients towards prioritizing your membership above all else. Now, this is probably the safest route to go down, but it's also likely to take the longest. Another option would be simply to switch when the monthly revenue you're making for your membership exceeds the revenue from other sources in your business. So the total amount your membership is making is more than what you're making from clients or other services or revenue streams that you have. Again, if that's happening, it's a solid enough indicator that if you were to go all in and dedicate your time fully to your membership, you'd see even greater results. Alternatively, rather than looking at the total revenue from your membership compared to other activities, you could instead choose to calculate what's called your effective hourly rate. So this is where you consider all the time involved in the work you do, both billable and non-billable hours, and then look at how much revenue that time generates and calculate what that works out as on an hourly basis. So if you make $2,000 from a project and it involves 40 hours of billable work, but then there's an extra 10 hours of non-billable time spent on admin, dealing with emails, actually the work it took to win the client and so on, then it's taken you a total of 50 hours to make that $2,000. So that's an effective hourly rate of $40 per hour. But say your membership also makes $2,000 in a month and you're spending five hours per week on it, so 20 hours a month. Your effective hourly rate from the membership is then $100 per hour. So every hour of input into your membership generates $100 in revenue, whereas every hour of input into your client work generates $40 in revenue. So while this is far from an exact science, this would indicate that the more hours you put into your membership, the more revenue you'll make in total. Again, this is very thumb in the air stuff, but in terms of giving you an indication of when it might be time to make the switch, it can be extremely useful. When your effective hourly rate for your membership exceeds that of your other work, there's a sign to start switching. So a lot of the timing and the manner of how and particularly when you'll make the transition really depends on your level of aversion to risk and the nature of the other work you're doing. But when you've decided the time is right to switch, how do you actually go about it? Well, it's very important to know that it's not going to happen overnight. Making that sort of sudden immediate switch is only going to cause problems. So instead, we recommend a process that involves steadily phasing out new and existing clients and projects and gradually easing in your membership as a part of your day-to-day -day focus. So this process all starts by grading your clients A, B and C. And those gradings are going to be based on factors like how much they're worth to you financially. So how much money do you typically make from their projects? How much hassle 
those clients are to work with. Do you enjoy working with them? Do you enjoy the work they give you to do? Is the work easy? Is it fulfilling? Do the clients pay on time? Do they continuously add in new requirements to the project that were never agreed upon? So again, this isn't precision stuff. It's going to be a gut call. You get that list of all of your clients, all the projects you're currently working on, anyone who's on retainer, anyone who tends to come back to you regularly with little one-off projects, list them all out and then just instinctively grade them A, B and C, where A is a fantastic client, C is a client that you could easily live without. Use your instinct, use your experience, use your judgment to do this grading. Once you've done that, the next step is to put six milestones six dates in your diary. The first of those is the date on which you're going to stop taking on new C-level clients. So the jobs and the clients that you know are going to be a pain, they're not really what you want to do. But at the minute you do them anyway, because we've all got bills to pay. And I'm sure everyone takes on projects and clients like that, right? We certainly took on plenty of those during our time. So that's your first milestone. After this date, you will no longer take on any new clients or projects that fit into that C-level profile. Then your next milestone is the date that you will stop working with all existing C-level clients. So you've already stopped taking on new C-level clients, but you're probably in the process of wrapping up some existing ones. So You'll wrap those projects up, you'll cancel any retainers or recurring work from them, you'll let them know that you won't be able to work with them in the future. Again, you can be clear about why this is. You don't need to be vague, you don't need to make it a personal thing, you can just let them know that you're shifting focus in your business and that beyond this specific date, you'll no longer be able to work with them. Milestone three is the date you stop taking on any new B-level clients. So you see the pattern here, right? It's fairly straightforward. The fourth milestone is when you stop working with all existing B-level clients. Then, of course, your fifth milestone is the date that you will stop taking on new A-level clients. And finally, the day you wrap things up with the last of your existing clients, the final A-level clients. And in doing so, you end all client work, all projects, all other activities in order to focus 100% on your membership. This is a great way to make the transition as smooth as possible by eliminating those types of clients or projects that take up more time than they should, that aren't as enjoyable and so on. You're ensuring that the reduced time you spend working with clients during the transition is time better spent and time that will have a better return. And of course, after each milestone, you'd be increasing the time you spend on your membership. We also recommend reviewing the financial situation when each milestone comes around too. How is the balance in revenue looking? When it comes to money made from your membership versus money made elsewhere, whether total revenue or effective hourly rate, is it growing as expected? Are there any surprise changes? You might even consider putting a financial target on each of these milestones. So make the first two your C-level clients set in stone, add those specific dates to your diary, but then only commit to the next two milestones, your B-level clients, once you've hit a specific amount of revenue coming in from your membership or have a certain number of members. 
Keep in mind that you might need to take some risks along the way as well. You might need to experience some short-term hardship to clear the path for your longer-term success. Absolutely. For us, when we switched from working with clients to going all in on our membership and we went through this process of transitioning things out, the risk that Callie just mentioned there actually materialized in the form of us having to hand back deposits for projects that were meant to have started way before those milestones that we've discussed. But the clients had delayed and delayed and delayed those projects from starting to the point where it was actually now setting us back. It was causing us to consider, okay, do we need to push these milestones back? Do we need to move those dates in our diary? We just didn't know when those projects would actually start. So we could have been stuck in this rut of continuously pushing back and holding off on those milestones and not being able to transition towards focusing on the membership. Now, by this point, well, we reached a point in the process where we'd already phased out almost all of our client work. We were at the stage where our final step was winding down existing A-level clients, but we had one project in particular, which was probably more of a B-level project, maybe even creeping into a C-level project that was supposed to have started several months earlier. It was quite a large amount of money. A deposit of 50% had already been paid, but they kept pushing the start date back at the last minute. So we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And now we were at the point where we're just about to make that jump and go all in on the academy. And we had a new B to C level project that hadn't started. And for all we knew, it might be another six months, 12 months, 18 months before it even got going. And then of course, more time for us to actually complete it. So we had a decision to make. We either try to juggle things and go into this new journey of being 100% focused on the membership with this massive question mark about whether or not we'll reach a point where we need to refocus on client work, or we simply scrap things, we cancel things. So we gave the deposit back. Now, this was a significant sum, especially at the time. It was high five figures, which was a lot of money for us to hand back at that point in time, at that stage in our journey. But we knew that we had to take that risk because if we didn't, we'd never have that clear runway to make sure that our membership actually took off. The easiest and the safest thing to do would have been to keep the money and then just wait to find out when the project would actually start and find a way of getting it done. Not only would we avoid the difficult conversation with that client, not only would we hang on to money that we actually needed, but also we'd get another chunk of cash once our project was done. But we knew that that would have held us back in the long run. It would have delayed that process we've talked about for transitioning from client to membership. And that was not something we were prepared to do. We were willing to take that risk in order to ensure that didn't happen. Yeah, it was definitely a scary leap to make, but definitely worth the risk in the long run. And you might need to make similar uncomfortable calls, similar risks. A lot of it comes down to how confident you are in backing yourself. That'll be different for everyone, but just know there will undoubtedly be things where you have to decide to bank on the long term when making this switch. 
And of course, we're talking here about transitioning completely away from client work and focusing solely on your membership. But you can use a similar approach if you simply want to scale back and change the balance of where your work is focused. So maybe you actually want to keep working with those A-level clients alongside your membership, but you want to remove all other client work. So you're just working on those projects that really light you up. Absolutely. And that's definitely an option. It doesn't have to be all in on one or all in on another. But certainly readdressing that balance and making sure that whenever you are working one-on-one, it's with a more select group of people on projects you love, with clients you love, where there's no issues getting paid, there's no unexpected surprises in the working process. That's a perfectly valid way to go and a perfectly valid way of structuring your business. And so the process that we talked about, the decision-making that we talked about, can certainly apply in those situations too, if there are existing clients you want to hang on to. And speaking of those existing client relationships, I would say one of the other most common things that we're asked about when making this switch from client work to membership is whether you should try to get your existing clients to join your membership instead of working with you one-on-one. Now, it certainly doesn't hurt to let those clients know what you're going to be doing, let them know about the membership, keep them in the loop, tell them about how it could help them. However, it's important to keep in mind that they might not be the target market for your new membership. Most memberships give people the training, support and resources that they need to do something themselves. Whereas your clients are likely going to be people who want to pay someone else i.e. you, to just do that thing for them. They've already shown you that that's how they want to approach things. So how likely is it that they actually want something that just gives them the tools and essentially puts the responsibility for getting things done onto them? Again, this doesn't mean that they won't join your membership, but it is something to keep in mind to avoid disappointment on your part if you're counting on your existing client base as essentially what will seed and get your membership started in those early days. So hopefully this all gives you a little bit of clarity on when to switch from working solely with clients and having your membership as a side project to making that membership the core focus of your business. The timing is really going to come down to your attitude towards risk, your confidence and the particular situation you're currently in with your business and in life. Once you know when you're starting that journey, you now have a plan of action for making that transition. So you can ease out your client load and gradually change the profile of your business. And you have a clearer idea of the sort of risks and decisions you might need to take along the way to smooth the process. Not that the process is always going to be smooth. It is a big decision and a big change. But if you navigate it well and follow our advice, it'll be one that will pay huge dividends in the long term as you centre your business around your membership. So hopefully you found today's episode useful if this is a journey that you're about to embark on, if it's one you've been considering, or if it's one you've tried before and it's just not gone the way that you thought it would. Hopefully, we've given you a little bit of clarity, a little bit of direction, and a little bit of insight from our own experience that will help you to make that transition. So, hopefully, 
You have enjoyed the maiden voyage of the Membership Geeks podcast. It's going to take me a little while to get used to saying Membership Geeks podcast. Membership Geeks. Geeks, not guys. Geeks, (laughs) not guys. (laughs) But hopefully you enjoyed today's show. If you are a new subscriber, this is a great one to get started with. Make sure you hit the subscribe button in whatever app or software you use to listen to podcasts in. That will ensure that just like Aerosmith wanted, you will not miss a thing. And if you're a long-term subscriber not only have you heard me make that joke far too many times but you also know that we love and appreciate each and every second of your attention that you give us thank you so much for your continued support hopefully you're as excited as we are about the future of this show and that future really gets going next week because for the very first time here on the membership geeks podcast we are going behind the membership Yay. So a lot of you will have been subscribed not only to this show, but also to our sister podcast behind the membership, which was a yearly seasonal show where once a year we'd bring to you a selection of real in-depth, deep dive conversations with existing membership owners going into the highs and lows of the real experience of running a membership site. Now that we have Callie coming on board as co-host of the Membership Geeks podcast, we couldn't possibly ask her to juggle a second show as well. We all know she's the real brains of the operation. She's the one who does all the work. So having to run two shows is maybe an ask too far. So we're making the Behind the Membership podcast part of this show. So not only will you be getting our proven practical tips and advice, you're also going to be getting every month a behind the membership episode where we'll be speaking to real membership site owners just like you. Not just the mega successful ones, although we'll be speaking to plenty of those too, but ones who've got real unique, interesting journeys and experiences to share. And we'll be diving deep to just extract every single golden nugget that comes from their story, from their membership to share with you to help you in your own journey. So next week is the very, very first of those. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it and hopefully you are too. So make sure you join us on next week's episode for that little trip behind the membership. That's it for us for this week. We'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Geeks podcast. See you then. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com.